Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show is about commercial art, making a good living, and making great art. I am your host, Andy J. Pizza. You can find my work and stay up to date with the podcast on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. Big thanks to our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it, got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're gonna be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was gonna tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, anyjpizza.com if you wanna see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. So... Today is a massive day. This month, the month of April 2017, is a massive month for me and Creative Pep Talk. On this episode, I am going to share with you 18 guests that have answered the question, what do you do when you're feeling creatively discouraged? Essentially, what do you do when you're hitting a block as a creative? And I am so insanely thrilled to share these answers with you, to share these people with you. These people are masters in creativity and I am honored and humbled to have them on the show. All of these people come from my new book and this episode is a launch episode for the book. It's out now. You can get Creative Pep Talk, the self-titled book slash it's like my self-titled album uh, of the podcast. You can get that book at creativepeptalk.com slash shop slash the book. You can order your copy today. It features, it's an anthology of illustrated words of wisdom. Uh, the top creative professionals 
their artwork, their lettering pieces, their typography pieces that share an insight for creative people. And uh, it's just jam-packed with inspiration. And I know that you're gonna love it. Go check it out and order your copy today. All right, so we better get in. Here's the episode. There are some reoccurring themes like stepping away uh, and, and doing different activities, staying busy in different ways, but each person delivered some unique personal tidbit, some unique wisdom that I think is just gonna be super helpful to all of you. I know it was like, listening to each one was just like blowing my mind. And I just, I loved every single uh, contribution. So without further ado, the first one, let's kick it off with none other than the man and legend, Aaron Draplin. Aaron Draplin has been such a massive inspiration to me. I love everything that he does. I'm so uh, happy that he could be part of this project. And here he is. Just as a heads up, as you might have guessed, there is some language coming in case you're listening with children. All right, so here we go, Andy. Andy J. Pizza, Andy J. Miller, Big Papa Pizza. You're asking me, uh, when you feel creatively discouraged, what helps you keep going? Well, here's my answer. Rent. But it's just kind of... I don't know. That kind of a question, I don't know. Like, who really gets to even ask themselves that, you know? Like, like, if, if I'm in a pinch and I'm feeling sad and blue that I can't come up with another idea, <laughs> I just kind of stop myself and realize how fucking lucky I am to even, even, even indulge in that kind of bullshit thinking. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want this to sound weird, but uh, I just kind of stop myself and say, oh my gosh, like, like people, <laughs> some guy directing traffic right now, he, he's not really creatively discouraged, he's just directing traffic, and that helps me feel a little better, and the world opens up, and the universe envelops me, and then I, uh, you know, finish my uh, 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 record cover files, <laughs> make sure all the Pantones line up and all that shit, so I hope that sounds okay, and if not, you know, just... A good one-word answer would be uh, uh, realizing that we're lucky to do this stuff. And then I feel better. And I get back to uh, trying to pull off a life in graphic design. All right. See you. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Draplin, for being on this episode. That just warmed my heart. Uh, Next up, we have Meg Hunt, illustrator Meg Hunt. She's super thoughtful, has amazing work. You're going to love it. Here's Meg Hunt. When I get discouraged in my creative practice, I try to step back and think about what it is that's not working and how I can change my mindset to get more out of it. Sometimes it's easy to get into this frame of mind where you feel like your efforts should yield the most perfect, unique, best results ever, every time. And of course, when that doesn't happen, it can be pretty frustrating. And for me, sometimes getting discouraged means that I second guess my voice. But I found that if I can change my perspective from how can this be the most amazing thing to what can I learn by doing this, then I can loosen up and fall in love with the process. Switching from a mastery mindset to a learning one allows me to ease pressure, get more curious about the work, and get back on track. I found learning and reflection have been huge tools for my growth, 
And I know that any discouraging feelings I have are actually indicators that there are areas to keep evolving. Man, I needed to hear that one. That is going to come in handy. Thanks, Meg Hunt. I really, really appreciate your contribution. Next up, none other than Dan Casaro. Here we go. I think I can be a bit uh, controlling and obsessive with my own work and how I like imagine it should look or be created. Um, so anytime I can step away from that and give myself the freedom to work more organically without these like self-imposed or like even even client-imposed constraints, I usually end up with work that I'm excited about, or at least in the headspace where I feel like I can make that kind of work. Um, also, you can smoke weed. I don't smoke weed, but if you smoke weed, you can totally smoke weed, too. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Uh, thank you for contributing. You are one of my favorite people. I'm so happy to have you in the book and on this episode. Next up, we've got the little friends of printmaking. Their work is so gorgeous, so beautiful. Go check it out if you haven't. They make amazing illustrations and posters. Here they are, the little friends of printmaking. Uh, hi, we're the little friends of printmaking. I'm James Buchanan. I'm Melissa Buchanan. And uh, Andy asked us what we do uh, when we get creatively discouraged. And what I do is I just start panicking. And then I ride a wave of flop sweat, like my own flop sweat. I just get out my little surfboard and I put on my cool jams. Your panic jams. My panic jams. <laughs> and I ride that flop sweat. I hang 10 on my, on my uh, own panic until like I get where I'm going, which is like total desperation town, uh, population me. And <laughs> what I really do... Uh, I mean, I do panic quite a bit, but like when I when I find myself in a creatively discouraged thing, when nothing's working, when like what I'm working on just sucks, I usually just go downstairs and start doing the dishes. And I've been doing this for almost as long as I've been a freelancer. I think it, it's it's weird how it really helps because like it doesn't require very much of my brain. You know, you're just washing the dishes, and so. If I can, I mean, it leaves plenty of your brain to still puzzle out, like, why aren't things working? Like, what can I do next? But it also doesn't use very much of my brain, so if I have to completely zone out, if I just, that's where I need to be in that moment, I can do that too. And it takes about a half an hour, an hour, and like, by then I'm probably ready to sit down and start working again. The thing that I like to do is just get out of the house for a little bit, give myself a little bit of a change of scenery, uh, get in the car and go somewhere, you know? I mean, we're lucky because we are in Pasadena, California, so if we want to go on a hike, we can go to the mountains and do that pretty quickly, or if we want to, you know, go to the ocean if we're feeling real desperate and we just want to stare into the sea, we can do that too. Um, or, you know, I mean, even just something as simple as like getting in the car and going to the post office or just taking a drive around the neighborhood uh, to help me clear my head um, is good in these desperate moments. 
Yeah, I think the main thing, the thing that both these things have in common is just to take a step away. Because your work will still be there uh, when you decide to come back. Yeah, I mean, you have to give yourself a little bit of breathing room and cut yourself a little bit of slack in these moments. Um, Staring at a computer screen isn't going to help you or make you work more quickly. I mean, and it's very tough to be a freelancer and work from home. Like, our studio is in our home. Our print studio and our design studio. And so, even when you're supposed to be resting, there's this pressure. Like, you're never completely resting because you're by your work. And so, I mean, it it can be tough. And our biggest fault with this is we'll want to go to the movies and then we won't go to the movies because we feel like we should be working. And then you end up wasting two days because you just go to the movies the next day. But the first day, you don't go to the movies, but you also don't work. Because you feel like you should be at the movies, and <laughs> it's not fair. And you're so creatively blocked, and like, blah, blah, blah. So we, we've, it's been an education for us to just like, give yourself the space that you need, and you'll be amazed at how much easier it is to come back to your work. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's it. Okay, bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. I wish that I did not relate to the panic and the panic jams as much as I do. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for sharing that with us, little friends of printmaking. Love to have you guys on the show. Thank you. And next up, we have Chris Piasek, big uh, friend of the pep talk. Uh, this guy is phenomenal. Go go follow him on Instagram at Chris Piasek, P-I-A-S-C-I-K. You're going to get daily drawings every day that are going to brighten your feed. So go do that. Here he is, Chris Piasek. Hey, this is Chris Piasek. When I'm feeling creatively discouraged, it's usually because I can't come up with an idea. Sometimes I find it crippling. I think I'll never have a good idea again, and if it's extra bad, I'll wonder if I've ever had a good idea to begin with. To get out of this horrible mental cycle, I usually need to trick myself into brainstorming. What usually works for me is making a list as fast as I can without allowing myself to overthink it or think any of the ideas are bad. Typically, the best way for me to do it is to just force myself to keep writing without stopping. Right after that, I'll do something that won't allow me to focus on the project directly. I get my best results by going for a ride on my motorcycle. It engages all of my senses and it's a great distraction. Somehow by not focusing on the problem, uh, a magical little part of my brain does a little work. I don't know what it does. Hangs out, meets with some other magical little things inside my brain. And they figure out this stuff and present me with a couple of good ideas. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how to communicate with them. But this is the best way I've found for getting them to do my bidding. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Love you, man. So happy to have you in this book and on the episode. Great advice. I totally get that. Getting that subconscious moving is key. Sometimes I have to take a nap. That helps too. Okay, next up we have none other than Sagmeister. Oh my gosh, this guy has been one of my biggest inspirations and influences over the years. And to be able to share some some of his wisdom with you through the book and in this episode is a dream come true. So without any more blubbering, let's get on to the man himself, Stefan Sagmeister. I think every project, or almost every project we've ever worked on, 
there is some wave of it's going down and it being very difficult. And what keeps me going is that the fact that if I think this project is worthwhile, if it has meaning, then that's enough uh, for me to go through. If it's a project that doesn't have that, then I have to question the whole thing and then it becomes troublesome. So we tried to only work for things that are meaningful to us, as in if it's commercial, a product that we would use ourselves, or if it's not commercial, something we really believe in. Oh man, thank you so much, Stefan, for being on the show. It means the world to me, and that advice is priceless. Believing in the work you're doing is a complete game changer. Couldn't agree more. Next up, we have Mary-Kate McDevitt. I love Mary-Kate's work. It's so beautiful. I love her page in the book. Thank you, Mary-Kate, for contributing. It's fantastic. I know you're gonna love this. Here it is, Mary-Kate McDevitt. Hi, I'm Mary-Kate McDevitt, and when I'm creatively discouraged, there's a few things that I'll do, depending on the severity of the discouragement. I'll either basically take a day off and do something like go for a walk, go thrift shopping, something to kind of get my creative ideas going again, and just to really take a break from the stress of being discouraged depending on the deadlines. If deadlines are tight, I think something as simple as tidying up your desk, rearranging something. I like rearranging my books because um, I have quite a few of them or rearranging my desk objects, uh, c collecting vintage whatever. Or I'll just start a new project, um, some kind of personal drawing that I'll post on Instagram, something that I have an idea based on, you know, it's usually ice cream, something ice cream related. And I'll do that, you know, take an hour just to do this fun drawing just for myself. And it will kind of help clear up my mind to refocus on what I'm working on. If I'm discouraged because I'm not getting client work or I'm not getting client work that I'm particularly excited about, that's when I'll start a more personal project um, where I can really put my focus on that and I'll either do some kind of daily project or start making stuff that could potentially be for sale. Um, really, it's just anything to get your ideas going forward. Uh, keep thinking about stuff, but you know, it just doesn't have to be all focused on this one thing because it's just gonna stress you out. So, you know, clean up, keep drawing, and uh, go for a walk. That's about it. Thanks and congrats on the book, Andy. Next up, we have Nathaniel Russell. He makes this art that is cosmic and hilarious, which you know I'm a fan of. Uh, Nathaniel's page in the book is one of my favorites. It's really hilarious and awesome. Uh, super happy to have him in the book. Really, really happy to have him on this episode. Here he is, Nathaniel Russell. This is Nathaniel Russell answering the question, when I feel creatively discouraged, what helps me keep going? 
Well, I get away from a computer, I get away from a telephone, I get away from a television, and I go for a walk. Uh, sometimes I'll listen to music, but more often than not, it's good to just sit on a back porch if you have one, or go sit on a park bench and look around and try to remember things and try to think of new things or try not to think at all. Sometimes it also helps to pick up a book and read a chapter, spend 20 minutes reading about someone else's thoughts and maybe their story about a murder or a dog or a way of being can help you think of a way to solve your creative difficulty by giving you a different perspective. Hope that helps. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Nat. Really, really appreciate it. Great advice. Next up, we have one of my all-time favorite people, Kate Bingham and Burt. I really don't think she understands that she has been such a massive influence on my career, both her work, but also just the way that she approaches making things and uh, finding your creative voice and your place in this industry. Here she is, Kate Bingham and Burt. Hi, this is Kate Bingham and Burt, and Andy just asked me, what do I do whenever I feel creatively discouraged? What do I do that keeps me going and moving forward? Well, whenever I feel blocked, I try to not slow down, but I just keep my hands and my mind moving. Whenever I'm thinking on a problem that I can't get through, I usually pick up a pen and draw something that really has absolutely nothing to do with that problem. But the action of making a drawing makes me feel better about the problem that I can't figure out. And the more I draw, the more of a chance that the problem will get solved. So my advice is to keep moving and to keep making. Yay, thanks for being on the show again, Kate. Uh, Go check out our interview that we did just a few episodes ago. It was fantastic. She drops all kinds of amazing creative wisdom. She's so full of creative wisdom. I was going to say full of it, but I meant really full of creative wisdom. Uh, Next up, we have Chuck Anderson, a.k.a. No Pattern. Here's a dude who... Uh, is creatively brilliant, has an amazing portfolio of just a vast, I feel like he does so many different things, but they all really contain his voice. Super happy to have him on here. Here he is, Chuck Anderson. You know, I've been creatively discouraged a lot in my life uh, throughout the years um, over the course of my um, 13-year career now. Um, It happens a lot. It's something... Uh, that I think is just natural. I think we as creative people tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves, and I think that we feel uh, if we're not always working, um, that we're not good enough or that we're not living up to our potential um, because it's something that you can kind of do anywhere these days. Uh, you can be home on vacation, out and about. You can be just on your phone somewhere, and you could probably be working. Um, so there's just constant pressure to just be on top of your game um, to be creative and to be making things at all times. And I think um, while I'm super passionate about what I do, I think, you know, sometimes you just have to 
give yourself a break. Um, you know, it's okay to be discouraged and it's going to happen, but I think first and foremost, just remember, you know, that a lot of the pressure, um, to be creative is put on, um, by ourselves, um, to keep ourselves, you know, staying creative to, to be the best, you know, creative person we can be. And I think that's really important, but I think it's also important to, um, remember it's, you know, okay to step back, and take a breath sometimes and, you know, not always have to be busy and doing something and, and, you know, busting your ass. Um, and sometimes it's those moments when you really just release that pressure and step away that you come back feeling really refreshed. Um, and like, you know, you're ready to attack whatever it was that you were dealing with. Um, alternatively, I mean, sometimes you might be in a pinch and that's not really an option. Um, and I understand that as well, you know, um, so there's kind of like a general creative rut that maybe is taking over your, you know, everyday life. And it just seems like a deeper issue. So that's a little bit more of the first thing. The second thing is more if you're in a, you know, creative kind of discouragement place and it's affecting a project, um, or something that you're working on a little bit more immediately and you don't have the luxury of just kind of stepping back and, you know, taking a breather from it. And when I find myself in those positions, I mean, the only piece of advice I have is to work through it. Um, I mean, you can go look online for inspiration or, you know, you can look through a book or try and get inspired by something. But I really believe that at the end of the day, I mean, for me anyways, I always end up finding what I need has been there all along. I just kept putting it off or was making excuses or wasn't trying hard enough or, um, you know, frankly kind of wasn't practicing enough, um, you know, with my creativity in the first place, um, to be equipped to handle the discouragement I was feeling. So, um, you know, in these cases, I think it's just important to just keep trying stuff and to keep doing things until you excite yourself, inspire yourself by something that you just made. And you kind of remember, you know, why you take pride in your work to begin with. So, I think there's the, you know, mode you can be in where you step away in order to get over that discouragement. And I think that there's times where you have to attack it head on and not make excuses and not step away and just stick with it until you kind of have that revelation of, you know, getting something done. And, you know, sometimes you're going to fail at that. And I've certainly done that before and ended up with a product that I felt was less than what my best probably was and you learn from that and you do better next time um but all in all i think you know just remembering that it's okay to to fail occasionally and, and make sure you learn from that and you know just keep yourself busy and creative all the time um always be practicing and and remembering to kind of love what it is that you do in the first place so that these things happen less frequently i think the goal is to prevent you know, being able to be discouraged as much as you can by just staying excited about the privilege of being creative for a living or having a hobby that is creative. Um, I think the more you remember that and keep that in mind, the more well-equipped you're going to be to handle when you feel that and you're going to be able to remind yourself, um, you know, what it is that you are talented at and what you're good at, and you'll be able to figure out a way to make it through. Uh, I hope that helps. I'm pushing five minutes here, which is probably too long. So thanks. Bye. Thanks, Chuck. Really happy to have you involved in this project. Next up, we have none other than Nate Utesh 
You hear his beautiful music every week on the podcast. This music that you're hearing right now is Metavari, his band. I'm a massive fan. I'm also just a massive fan of Nate as a person. I never say no to an opportunity to get him involved in something because it's just such a pleasure to work with this dude. He's a legend. Here he is, Nate Utesh. My entire life, I had a solution to combating that dried up, stuck, creative feeling. And it worked terribly for me and left me further frustrated and insecure. Um, It works for a lot of people, so I think that's why I did it, and it may work for you, so this isn't a jab at anyone who does this. But only in the last few years of my career have I really come to terms with the fact that this does not work for me. And what the incorrect solution is for me is to use other people's work as a source of inspiration, specifically when I'm at a roadblock. That's not to say that there aren't some really successful moments in life when being inspired by other people can lead to something incredible. I have bookmarks and folders of JPEGs dedicated to that. But it's the act of searching for inspiration in the moment of feeling uninspired that is actually quite damning for me. Uh, which maybe just exposes that I'm insecure, but I would argue that it's actually because in those moments what's happening is that I've gotten lost in my head, distracted, deflated, lost along the way somewhere. And if I've done my homework properly and prepared myself for the work I'm about to do, then really everything I need is already in my head. And it's just a matter of self-confidence, which is not to be confused with like close-minded certainty or ego, but simply learning to be proud of the artist that I am and confident that I already have the tools that I need. So my solution now to combating creative drought is to find absurd ways to force my brain to reset. My, My most favorite human on the planet, David Lynch, is a lifelong evangelist for embracing the absurd. And I think that your struggle to create can often be so serious that just by opening up that other part of your brain to be ridiculous for a moment can open the floodgates for your imagination in those moments of roadblock. And that can be realized in so many ways unique to you. Um, Sometimes taking 30 minutes away from your work to make an absurd animated GIF for the bowels of the internet to enjoy is is all it takes. Um, I have a drum kit in my studio and it's taken me to some pretty hilarious moments when I should have been working. Oh man, thanks Nate. Thank you so much for being in this episode, for being on my podcast every week with your beautiful music. And also Nate is just a fantastic designer who's a contributor to the book. Uh, He works for Secretly Canadian, doing tons of great stuff for them. Thanks Nate for being part of the episode. Next we have Danielle Evans. We just did a few a few episodes ago. We did another interview with Danielle. Uh, she is so articulate and so much smarter than me, and I'm uh, <laughs> I'm happy to collaborate with her on the event that we have coming out later this month called Creative Pep Rally. Here she is, Danielle Evans. Hey, this is Danielle Evans answering the question, when you feel creatively discouraged, what helps keep you going? Well, that's, that's a big, complicated question because <laughs> there are lots of reasons to feel creatively discouraged. 
Um, sometimes it can be a project landing flat or not having a lot of inquiries or feeling like people are, are up in your game. You know, there are all kinds of things that can bring you down. I mean, even outside of that, having a bad day, having a fight with someone else, um, having an angry phone call, <laughs> trying to pay bills, all of that affects your creative output. And so oftentimes that means as the external world can affect your internal creative processing, sometimes you need to reach outside of your creative processing to solve those problems. So often for me, simple things I start with are getting a good night's sleep. Oftentimes feeling like you're well rested and able to take on the day is immensely helpful. Same thing with eating. Um, it's amazing how many times still after four years of doing this job, I forget to eat and I'm sitting in front of food and food like things all day. So just base level taking care of oneself is extremely important and helpful. I also like running. Running has been extraordinarily um, helpful for me in the last few months with combating um, discouragement and depression. And so I find just having having endorphins pumping through you at all times is an amazing way to like, it, it colors the way that you see the world. Um, also, I, I like to keep a little folder full of achievements or people that I admire who are like, hey, you're doing good work. Um, just little pats on the back. I try to keep it current just so I can remember that the things that I have to be grateful for and the people I'm affecting with my work now, they're still there. And in some cases, they're they're getting better and better. The people that I'm reaching are people that I want to connect with too and that I'm touched by what they've they've creatively output. And so seeing that reciprocity is extremely encouraging sometimes. So I'm finding that primarily just involving myself in what would be a normal life is often an easy way to get me out of a creative funk. But if you're looking for creative things specifically, I'd also recommend reading. There are so many great resources. Um, right now I'm reading this book by Adam Grant called Originals, and it's just profiling people and ideas that are unique or interesting that maybe flopped a f the first time or have tried to evolve and maybe evolved the wrong direction. And it's just a great resource in terms of how how to move and continue manipulating your career from what it was to something it could be. And I, I find that to be extraordinarily helpful to know that there's like possibility and an end game that maybe I just haven't tapped into yet. So it's strange. A lot of what I'm dealing with, I have a lot of creative ideas, but it's often the exterior world that hampers them. So I hope that's helpful to you and best of luck. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks for being on this episode. I'm glad to call you a friend and a friend of the podcast. Thanks again. Next, we have Darren Booth. Darren Booth has the most beautiful illustration in the world. Uh, I've got to get him on this show in a full episode. His work, if you've ever drank Great Lakes beer, the new labels are all his paintings and they're breathtaking and gorgeous. Uh, here he is, Darren Booth. Hey, Andy. Um, so when I'm feeling creatively discouraged, which um, actually happens more than I'd care to admit, um, I often take that as a sign that it's just time to make a change. Um, so it's not like a life-altering change or anything, but um, sometimes that could be a change in my daily routine or perspective um, but for me it's usually an artistic change that seems to kind of be the most helpful 
Um, like for example, last week I finished up one of the more um, complex and tight illustrations I've ever worked on. Um, and it, frankly, it just flat out exhausted me. So this week um, I'm purposely trying to make um, some very simple images that kind of aim in a new direction that I'm trying to take my work in. Um, and I find mentally that it's also a good break to, or a good way to break things up, um, but it's also helpful because it's making progress in a new direction, um, even if it's minor progress. But um, I think sometimes we just have to remember that even small steps are still progress, um, and progress is uh, always good. So, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much, Darren, for being part of the book and episode. Next up, we have Debbie Millman. Man, I'm so thrilled to have her on this episode and in the book. She, in my mind, she has been what I would think of as a servant leader. She is someone who has given so much of herself and her time to the creative industry, and we just owe her so much. So happy to have her on this episode. You should check out her interview with Tim Ferriss on the Tim Ferriss Podcast. It is life-changing. It is absolutely brilliant and I just want to say thank you Debbie for sharing so much of yourself and your story with everyone. Here she is, Debbie Millman. I have a very specific process that I undertake when I am feeling discouraged or encountering creative block. So here is my top 10 easy steps to overcoming creative block and discouragement. Number one, get enough sleep. Sleep is the best and easiest creative aphrodisiac. Number two, read as much as you can, particularly the classics. And if a master of words can't inspire you, then number three, color code your library. This is fun and you will realize how many great books you have that you haven't read yet. Number four, more sleep. You can never, ever get enough. Number five, force yourself to procrastinate. It works every time. Number six, look at the work of Tibor Kelman, Marion Banshees, Jessica Hish, Christoph Neiman, and Paul Sayre. Number seven, weep and then weep some more. Number eight, surf the web, write inane tweets, Check out your high school friends on Facebook. Feel smug or jealous, or both simultaneously. Number nine, watch Law and Order SVU marathons and revel in the ferocious beauty of Olivia Benson. And number 10, remember how lucky you are to be a creative person to begin with and quit your belly aching. Get to work now. Yay, man. So happy to have Debbie involved in the project. Thanks, Debbie, for being a part of this project and being a part of Creative Pep Talk. Next up, we have Christopher David Ryan. I've been following this guy since probably like 2008, maybe. Uh, Great work. Just super fun. Delivers so much uh, creative juice all the time. Go follow him on Instagram at Christopher David Ryan. He's really, really fun to follow. Hey Andy, I hope you're well. This is your old friend, at least uh, in the digital realm, Christopher David Ryan. Um, Just taking a quick moment to, first of all, 
say congratulations um, with your Creative Pep Talk book. I'm very excited to uh, get my hands on one. And then I also wanted to uh, give you my thoughts on what I do to keep going when I feel creatively discouraged. Um, I guess ultimately I am very often creatively discouraged. I um, feel like in fact that that feeling this way has become a big part of my process. Really, after years of stressing out about it, um, I've kind of learned that I need to feel creatively discouraged. You know, feeling that way allows me to, I don't know, kind of give myself the time and space to go through the, I don't know, the agony of feeling that I have nothing to give or nothing to offer, that the well is run dry, um, from a creative sense at least. And then I use this feeling as fuel to, I don't know, seeking creative encouragement or inspiration or enlightenment um, by just allowing my mind to calm and open and allowing that place inside there where creativity comes from to grow on its own without me uh, forcing it in any kind of way. Uh, I guess ultimately it's, it's a kind of a good relationship that I have with um, whatever that is, creativity, wherever it comes from, I just give it the space it needs to bloom and, you know, it provides me with its fruit. Thanks, dude. Really appreciate it, man. Go check out Christopher David Ryan on Instagram. Okay, next up we have Sarah Walsh. Sarah Walsh is hilarious and extremely talented. She makes gorgeous work. She's been doing some really, really cool stuff in her sketchbook. You should go check her on Instagram uh, at Sarah Walsh Makes Things, I believe it is. Uh, Sarah was a recent guest for my MFBA class and she crushed it. She was super helpful. She's got a lot of great creative wisdom to give. Here's some, here's some of it now, Sarah Walsh. What's up, Dr. Pizza and all the creative pep talkers. Sarah Walsh here. Um, a, a, so painful okay anyway it's hard to talk to yourself into a device and think that you're cool anyway um so the question is what helps you keep going what helps me keep going when i'm creatively discouraged i think when i feel like i'm hitting my head up against a wall and i'm totally stuck obviously you walk away, you take a walk, or I look at my books. I get off the freaking computer and I pick up a book and just look through it. And it might not have anything to do with the topic at hand that I'm stuck on or the concept. Um, so that helps. And... Sometimes I just put on a favorite song and um, jam out a little bit, or um, sometimes I paint in my sketchbook and completely procrastinate and do everything on my to-do list except for the thing that I need to do that I'm discouraged about. So I don't know if this helps anyone, but that is what I do when I am creatively discouraged and feel like the world is going to end. 
Thank you, Sarah, for being on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, next, we have Tad Carpenter. Tad Carpenter, seriously, guys, I may not be here right now doing this podcast, doing this creative work if it wasn't for this dude. There were plenty of times when I was feeling the creative block, feeling super creatively discouraged, and my answer was to email Tad Carpenter, especially early in my career, and he would always reply swiftly, which I can't guarantee he can do that anymore. He's a super busy guy, and he was busy then. I don't know, I'm working myself into a corner. All I'm trying to say is that Tad is the best. He is a massive, creative inspiration to me. His career is so inspiring and, and interesting, and he's such a generous dude. You're going to love this bit of creative wisdom from my man, Cad Carpenter. When I find myself getting discouraged, a lot of times what I do is just find a way to shake up your situation in some way. I feel like so often when you're discouraged, you're discouraged over something that you probably can't control and finding some way and some ability to actually control your situation, I think sometimes just very easily makes you feel better. Um, Get up, get away from your computer. Get up, get away from your drawing table. Go take a walk. Go move around. Go, I mean, heck, go find a book and sit somewhere else that you normally wouldn't just to switch up the situation and come back with a f- really fresh perspective. To me, that, that tends to help, you know? Coming back at it, controlling my situation and doing something I want to do for a little while, and then coming back to something fresh uh, always really, really helps. So much of design is just kind of, for lack of a better term, just digging ditches. And you know, sometimes just keep going, keep moving, keep making, and keep digging those ditches. And a lot of times your problems kind of just resolve themselves. Design is a very kind of introspective experience and, and thing that you do that sometimes that almost meditation kind of helps resolve problems as well. Um, I think that really helps. And if all else fails, you know, to be honest, for me, I Google videos of dogs driving cars. It makes me incredibly happy. Dogs driving cars. Now that is a solution that I'm sure will help every single one of you. Thanks, Dad. I really appreciate your uh, encouragement and all of your help over the years. So happy to have you in the book and on this episode. I guess we're going to end on some kind of uh, weird note where both of these last two, their answer is animals, which of course is a fantastic answer. Uh, <laughs> we have Tegan White up next. Her work is gorgeous. If you don't know Tegan's work, go search it out. It is so beautiful. She is incredibly skillful and talented, and I'm glad she can end this podcast on a high note. Here she is, Tegan White. discouraged, I try to expose myself to nature or go find an animal to look at, even if it's just for a few minutes. Depending on how much time I have, I'll either get on my bike and ride over to a nearby river or lake where there'll be ducks and birds and willow trees, but if I'm short on time, I might even just take a walk down to the gas station or something, where in the evening there are reliably a couple rabbits lounging in the neighboring yards. Seeing these animals lifts my mood and reminds me what I love about drawing the world around me 
And sometimes it's more efficient to take a quick break and do something that brings you joy um, rather than just sit around and try to work through a creative block. I think that a change of scenery does a lot more to change what's inside of your head. Ah, man. Oh, thank you, Tegan. Thank you so much for being on this episode. That is brilliant advice. Totally true. Uh, guys, man, sheesh. This might be the best episode of Creative Pep Talk of all time. I can't believe how jam-packed it is with creative brilliance. Seriously, thanks everyone for being part of this episode and being part of the book. Go get the book at creativepeptalk.com slash shop slash the book. You won't be disappointed. It is just a color explosion and an explosion of (laughs) creative wisdom. Thanks again, guys. Uh, Last thing I want to say that I just want to wrap this episode up with is... We are doing a book launch and an event, a workshop, an all-day workshop and pizza party gallery show at the end of this month in Columbus, Ohio called Creative Pep Rally. It's on April 28th. Uh, The workshop costs 150 bucks, which I think is a bargain for a four-part all-day workshop with some serious brilliance and I'm not talking about myself I am going to be there uh you know adding my two cents and doing part of the workshop but we have Danielle Evans we have Brad Montague the creator of Kid President he's a filmmaker he's a writer he is an all-around brilliant dude that you will not want to miss Kyle Sheely Kyle Sheely is my buddy he made a video called uh a poem to the internet and Upworthy just shared it it's got like a hundred and 40,000 views. Uh, It's a really great uh, piece of art. It's a great video, super lovely. Kyle is such a deep thinker, but also super funny. You're not going to want to miss his awesome workshop. Uh, Guys, let me just say something. Uh, So I created this event, Creative Pep Rally. It's the first fruits of hopefully a bigger event next year and and just something that's going to grow. It's supposed to be uh, kind of filling a gap with the event space, the conference space. Uh, I love, I go to a lot of conferences and I, I love the conferences that I'm a part of, but I feel like there was this gap for um, a chill kind of retreat, deeper connection between the audience and the people on stage. I kind of wanted to get rid of the stage and just help people, just create a space where a small group of people can really connect in a significant, meaningful uh, way. And that's what this first event is all about. And, um, you know, if you are uh, a, a big fan of the show and you're down with these core values and you want to be in for the long haul, I hope that you get on this ground level and come to this first event and become part of the first meeting, in-person meeting of creative pep talkers that we've ever had, the pepperonis. Uh, you know, I honestly, I'm thrilled to go on this journey the creative career journey with all of you. I'm not, you know, this event, I hope that it's catalytic. I hope that it um, gives you new perspective. But honestly, I just hope it's a first step where we journey in the long haul together over the next hopefully 30, 
50 years. Uh, and uh, I'd love to see you there and be part of it from the beginning. Um, I just know it's going to be a transformative and awesome time, and I can't wait to meet all of you. Go get your tickets at creativepeptalk.com slash CPR. There's only 50, and when they're gone, they're gone. We're going to close the um, this ticket sales in a few weeks. Go get them. Can't wait to see you there. If you have to drive a little bit, drive a little bit. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth the travel. Thanks, dudes. Thanks again to everybody on this episode. I just couldn't be more thrilled to share all of this stuff with you. <sighs> it's so awesome. This month has been crazy and stressful and exciting. Uh, the book is all over the place. I saw it at Barnes & Noble's. I saw, it, I saw it in person. It was brilliant. Um, thanks, Chronicle Books, for putting out this book and doing this collaboration with me. Uh, I'm just so thrilled about it. Guys, thank you so much for listening every week. Thanks to Yoni Wolf and the band Y for our theme music. Thanks to Nate Utesh, contributor of the book, contributor of this episode, and contributor every week with his brilliant music uh, as Metavari. You can find out more about them and listen to more of their tunes at soundcloud.com slash metavari. Thanks to our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show on illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Also, Thomas James, creator of Illustration Age, is trying a new experimental Patreon project called Good Job Tommy. Go check out that and go support this dude. He's doing all kinds of new, weird, awesome projects that I'm sure you're going to be interested in. Go check it out at Good Job Tommy on Patreon. Thanks, hey, thanks Thomas James for being such a big supporter of this show from the beginning. They, uh, he's just been so encouraging. And so go help him out. Go watch the cool stuff that he's doing. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Really appreciate it. Seriously, I'm so passionate about helping you stay excited about the work you're doing. It's, there's no shortcuts. It's uh, Take the long cut. Take the real creative journey. Do the work. Develop and get it out there. And most, of, most importantly, stay pepped.